me fucking scoot back there so I guess I'm fucking so I don't punch the microphone. <clears throat> Takes his three claps. Woo! That's four, but whatever. <laughs> that's plus one. Um, let me pull Wikipedia over here for you. Uh, that's fine. Oh, look. Y'all, you guys want to do the quick um, review on the Spider-Man? Yeah, it sucked. Fuck, <laughs> fuck Spider-Man. Fuck Tom Holland. <laughs> um, well, I guess I could like talk into the into the mic. I.e. Ken Anderson style. Um, Cody, you want to do a little introduction on how long it took you to watch this fucking movie? Uh, so, I finally watched it a week ago on January the 23rd of 2022. <laughs> 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 I felt like I was the last person in the freaking world to go see that movie. Because you fucking were. And I'm like a huge Spider-Man fan. And just one thing after the other just kept preventing me from going. His wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> work. Owen, what, uh, you saw it after me, Owen. What did you think? Um, well, overall, I liked it. I think it was pretty fun. Um, I mean, I thought... And I mean, if you don't know that there are three Spider-Mans... Whoa, 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 whoa. There were, are... Movie. What the hell are you talking about? Wait, I think I blinked and I missed it. No, I thought we were talking about Spider-Man 3. Oh, um, that movie. The third Spider-Man, right? That movie sucked dick. I hated that fucking movie. But, I mean, 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 we are talking about the third Spider-Man movie, right, Cody? Yes. So it's Spider-Man 3. That's what we're talking about, right? So I liked Sandman. (laughs) He was kind of cool. I thought his CG, the CGI looked kind of off on Sandman. Yeah, Sandman. He kind of. I'm not I was bitching. Confused. I just. I was confused why they kept him as Sandman for so, like, in the sand form for so long. You know, like he wasn't in Spider-Man Three. He wasn't constantly just like walking around in that form. Like, yeah, I don't remember like him being stuck as Sandman. No, he, he wasn't. I, I think that he ended up. I think maybe he wasn't there to record everything. He just recorded all of his dialogue, and they just CGI'd him. And he was there to film the final little part. I don't know, maybe. Maybe, maybe. that's something. I don't know what it is. I but. mean, it could be that, or it could just be like, hey, everyone, don't forget, this guy's Sandman. Like, we know. He's into light. I loved... You know, I was wondering how it was going to actually work with John Watts' directing because, you know, the newer Spider-Man movies are, they lean a lot more into comedy than the old ones did. And it still played out really well. I love, like, the villains interacting with each other from, like, their different universes. And um, one, one of the things that got me was, like, the fact that Lizard wasn't talking and then when he finally talked, everyone's like surprised that he could actually talk. Yeah, that was funny. I thought it was, I thought it was. I, I did think it was awesome. Like the whole, I, I wondered how they were going to explain why Jamie Fox looked way different. You know, because in 
in the Amazing Spider-Man too, he has like a really bad comb over and buck teeth and all that shit. Yeah, and they mentioned it's just because he looks different in this universe, you know. Yeah, and, and I mean they mentioned that too. I think Doctor Connor yeah. says something about him yeah, having a like a comb over and <laughs> messed up teeth. And, yeah, I don't uh, really remember those Spider-Mans. You only watched the second one, you said. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it must Jamie Foxx is blue one. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jamie uh, Foxx was blue also when he was Electro, like. He didn't look like a normal person anymore. And, and the best part is, like he, you know, he shows up in this movie. He is blue, but then he completely transitions into normal at that point. Yeah, transitions. which was fucking. <laughs> he, and, uh, um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I was laughing at Owen's joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. I did love like the redemption arc for Doctor Octavius. Uh, God, that was so fucking good. Yeah, because yeah, it. it it is like when you think back on it, it is kind of weird that like, and I get it, you know, the computer chip fraud and it was messing with his, his brain and everything. And, um, but it is kind of weird for that character to become so bad, you know? So it was, it was really nice for them to like fix him basically. And, uh, that, and, how and, great Go I was going to say, at the end when he shows up and you think he's attacking them and he ends up helping, like, oh, oh yeah. Man, I, I really oddly good. popped in the theater for that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Willem Dafoe is great, too. Oh, Willem Dafoe is, now yeah. he's fantastic, man. Like, he's he's good in, like, everything. He's like, he know. literally, he made you, uh, his performance made you feel bad for him, yeah. you know, and it made you, you hated him at the same time. It was great. Yeah. Can and we sit uh, here and talk about just like real quick on Defoe? Like, you haven't done this role since 2007, and it wasn't a full gig since 2002. And you've completely come in and completely outdone every Spider Man villain since then. And oh, we're talking yeah. about three different cinematic universes, and all of a sudden he's the main guy again. Oh, yeah. Well, when you when you really look at like the lineup of actors, and, and not to like be disrespectful to any of those actors, but Willem Defoe is the best actor out of any of those villains. I mean, yeah. just hands down. So, and but you're right, it is impressive that he was able to come in 20 years later or 15 years later if you want to, you know, talk about his his small part in Spider-Man 3 and actually just completely nail that role still. You know. Yeah. Him and Octavius were amazing. Yeah. Hayden Christensen, like I said, the CGI if we were able to see him and his emotions would have been a little different. I think Jamie Foxx was really good. I mean, I think everybody was really good. What about um, the guy who plays Ned? Classic. He's <laughs> a, I like how he's a meme now. <laughs> I like how they like tackled some of the like Bully McGuire memes. Yeah. You know, he's like, well, the thing is, is like <laughs> Toby McGuire. He's like stretching out his back. He goes, "I've got some back issues," you know, right in the middle. <laughs> Andrew Garfield's like, "Yeah, me too, man." Right in the middle. And then he, he, he falls down. He goes, "My back." Yeah, it's, oh! it's a callback to like when does he do that in the first Spider Man two? Because okay, he loses yeah. his powers halfway through. Oh, oh yeah, my pussy in my crack. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> when, he, when he his web swinging stops working. Oh, that's another thing. I love how like weirded out the other two are by his webs. And when it hits, <laughs> like, where, where else does that shoot out at? <laughs> it hits Andrew Garfield in the face. He's like, "Oh, gross." <laughs> yeah, the, those scenes were like really good. It was fun to see those characters interact and like all the little like attention to detail and like past things in the movie. Yeah, and, you know, I, I've talked about this before with Cody, and I, I've also talked about it with Alex. 
On Phil Moscow. Oh, not Phil Moscow. We're Phil Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> on Alex, on his podcast, I'll take three. I'm not on there, but he has a podcast. Go listen to them. And his brother, Jacob, and his wife, Kristen. Hello, guys. Um, when the Tom Holland, Peter Parker, when you go back to Civil War, Captain America Civil War, Aunt May is wearing a necklace with a ring on it. And people think that that's her wedding band from Uncle Ben. And then in Far From Home, she gives him a suitcase, and it says BP on it, Ben Parker. So there was an Uncle Ben in this universe. I guess he died, obviously. I think the the way the fan theory is, he died before Peter Parker became Spider-Man. She might yeah. just really like British Petroleum, too. That yeah, too. I wonder. Or I wonder, maybe she was a member of the British police. Yeah. I was wondering about that, because, you know, they're all kind of talking about how they've lost someone. And, um, of course... Andrew Garfield's like, oh, I've got it real bad because I lost Gwen and Uncle Ben. And Toby's like, yeah, I lost Uncle Ben and and Harry. Well, see, well, see the thing is, uh, <laughs> well, they don't even mention that. Well, they, they always kind of figuratively mention Harry, but I kind of knew with his uh, sexual abuse that came out, James Franco, that they weren't going to have Oh, yeah, movie. I knew he wasn't going to be in the movie. But they do mention him, uh, the yeah, character. Yeah, twice in passing. Because it's like, yeah, I had a best friend and. He died uh, tragically, he, he died. <laughs> saving me <laughs> after he tried to kill me. <laughs> and uh, they had, uh, well, the whole thing was the first when you talk when Andrew talks about it, he goes, "You know, I stopped pulling my punches and I lost Gwen, who was my MJ." Oh my and god, then, dude! Like, and when, then Peter, like he, Andrew Garfield's an incredible actor. Yeah, uh, but they went to Toby. And he just talked about Uncle Ben, and then when he said when he repeated the same line that Tom Holland was about to say, you know, with great power comes with great responsibility. And he says, my uncle Ben said that. And Andrew Garfield starts almost crying again too. He goes, yeah, my uncle Ben said that too before he died. Man. And cause you, you know, it, which was cool. And like I said, I was kind of wondering when Tom Holland at the end was going to see May's gravesite, if there was going to be an uncle Ben spot, but I guess that would have just muddied up the scene. Yeah. So they didn't do that. But the whole sacrifice at the end, you know, everybody to forget Peter, and then he goes to go reconnect with her, and then, you know, he has that moment seeing everything's perfect for her and for Ned, almost. He's like, no, it's okay, he made that decision, man. I I, I teared up like three or four times this movie. But, but don't you feel like this is probably like a goodbye to all that, though? That It felt like a final thing. Like, I don't think he's going back to that character, MJ. I think he's he's going, uh, the next movie might be his struggles. Ned and... and- Michelle behind. Yeah. I feel like that'd be weird though, because everybody loves Ned and like those characters and shit. So, I, I do too. I also I also feel like it's something you don't wanna like wear out. Like if they have a smart movie theater, that also might be something like that character might be kinda like overplayed just three movies in. And yeah. eventually you're kinda like, Okay, that's that's kinda enough of the goofy shit. I don't know. Almost. I still I still think that, that MJ will have a presence in it. I just think, you know, it may not be a, a thing of, like, Peter going to seek her out directly or anything, but it may just be that, you know, they'll do something, like, by sheer coincidence, they end up in the same in the same city, and um, they end up, you know, she ends up falling in love with them or whatever, and I don't think that they're going to let that character go. Um, the, only, the only way that I do see that happening is if Gwen Stacy is introduced, but I just... Well, what about if they kill Peter off in the next movie? Peter. Oh, Peter. Um, <laughs> I think if they kill him off, I mean, Gwen Stacy being introduced could still work because 
you know, then you could do Spider Gwen. But I think if they kill I, Peter off, it's going to be Miles that that. Yeah, I think they're the going to do Miles. One. Which I mean, I like Miles Morales. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's a great character, but I. I really wish because especially with Spider Gwen becoming more popular over the last few years, it would be cool to see. I, I mean, it'd be cool to see a live action version of both of them, but it feels like Miles is already getting the spotlight with Spider Verse. So, yeah, but I mean, I, and the next movie is definitely going to have some kind of connection with Venom. Oh yeah, because I mean, this whole thing is—I don't even know—they may—they may keep the Venom verse separate because they don't know how Morbius is going to work. Yeah, so th- that's what I was going to bring. I was going to bring up because you know he gets transported back to his universe and leaves a piece of himself behind, which I can't believe how close I was to actually guessing that that scene. Hey, how, I mean, <laughs> Owen told you too. We're like, because uh, <laughs> uh, I think I said he's like walking no. down a sidewalk or something and gets transported and like part of it gets left behind or something, but. You know, and you are just like, uh. <laughs> and then, you know, the suit's going to touch Peter. <laughs> uh, and it will get on Peter, and then it's going to go back to Eddie, and he's going to get the white venom spider. Yeah, but here, here's what I think. Okay, so there's a fan theory going around now that, you know, everyone wants a new movie with the other Spider-Man. I don't think it's going to happen, because it just muddies things up too much. Um, I feel it's, this movie felt like a goodbye to all that. Like, yeah. if this is a thank you, I love you, goodbye. I think it's definitely a goodbye for for Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. The fan theory, though, is that the Venomverse being a separate universe and Eddie being sent back to his universe, that, you know, Venom 3, for years, I think a lot of us Venom fans have thought it's going to be Venom versus Spider-Man. So, I think a lot of fans are thinking that it's going to be Andrew Garfield that exists in that universe and not well, not Tom Holland but here's and, and the thing, Tom though, Hardy. Tom- Tom Hardy's Venom's never heard of Spider-Man. He doesn't exist in his world. Well, that's the thing. So here, like, let's let's look into that for a minute. Because, you know, all these villains get brought into, or all these people get brought into that universe because they know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, right? Like, that's the thing that brings them there. So Eddie Brock is also brought there. But at the end of Let There Be Carnage, remember, they're sitting in the hotel room and, and Venom's like, you know, there's basically a hive mind of knowledge and you know, it would it would destroy your tiny brain. And he starts exposing him to the knowledge, and then the next thing you know, they're being transported to this other universe. I think Venom, as part of the hive mind, knows that Peter Parker is Spider Man. Yeah, but, that makes sense. But too, Eddie Eddie may not connect he the looks dots. That screen. Remember when he sees Tom Holland's character and he like licks the screen? Yeah. Yeah, he licks the screen. He goes, Ooh <laughs> I also know like I know the biggest fan theory and I wouldn't necessarily call them fan theories. I think it's fan hopeful because they don't want Tom Holland's Spider-Man to touch Venom. It's like Venom is just like this stepchild that nobody wants to love. Man, I was I they was actually, want, they, I was kind of disappointed that he got sent back to his own universe because it's like for me that's what I've wanted this whole time. But go yeah, ahead, go ahead. No, you're good. I was just gonna say, but they always they want Andrew Garfield like Spider-Man to be part of the Venomverse because obviously they have the murderer poster on Morbius, which still is going to be explained. But the thing is, Morbius, they've already pretty much all but confirmed that um, Michael Keaton is playing his Vulture character from Homecoming in Morbius. Well, yeah. I mean, he's in the first trailer for Morbius. And I mean, yeah. who, who else would he be? You know? Exactly. But it's like, the to- like when they interview Tom Hardy and they interview Tom Holland about this, they're asking about the Tom... I'll hold it this time. Sorry. Uh, I- they are... 
I was I was using Owen as like a wrestling announcer. He was like holding the microphone for me. I'm sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> You're so louder on the levels. I don't even think. No, see, because there it's okay. I don't know. I don't really get how it's supposed to be working. I, don't I guess either. I just have to speak up louder. Yeah, I mean, I'll hand it back to you when you're in charge. Uh, Charles <laughs> in charge. They'll, like, everybody, when they interview Tom Hardy, they're talking about, are you and Tom Holland going to face off? He goes, I would love for it. And then Tom Holland's saying the same thing. They're yeah. not asking Tom Hardy about the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. That's not a thing that's being asked. Like, are you going to face this Spider-Man or that Spider-Man? They're not even bringing that up. And then Tom, Andrew Garfield, I think, in, a, in an interview, in a passing comment, said, well, if the story's there, I wouldn't mind coming back for this for another movie. But I also think that, like I said, this was a goodbye. You know, sometimes you get that high point in, like, a film or, like, a high point for an ending. And people want to keep going back because that movie's going to make money. I think, in my opinion, that it's best left if we don't go back to Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And I wouldn't be upset if they didn't go back to Tom Holland because this was such a high point. I know they're going to. Oh yeah. I'm just I mean, saying I yeah. haven't felt this kind of like euphoric feeling of complete from a movie that I have since Endgame. And I know that's not like a far point away, but Endgame was twenty movies leading up to it. Whereas the Spider Man Homecoming had those those twenty movies kinda leading up to it, but it still was self contained in its three movies. And it was also contained another five movies at the end you know, into it. So it had uh, seven movies all together to tie up this movie, and it just felt like this complete, like, this is for the fans. We love oh, you. Yeah. Thank I'm, you. And I mean, this is, this is definitely a thing for the fans. And, I mean, to only Tom will tell what they end up doing with this, because, I mean... Or you think ne- Tom will tell, or do you think Tom will tell? No, Tom might tell, because, you know, he's prone to spoiling things. Tom <laughs> Holland, that is. Um but we know that Venom Black 3 Boy. is being made, and we know that they're going to make another Spider-Man, but my my guess is it's going to be a few years before we see another Spider-Man movie because John Watts is directing the Fantastic Four movie next. So, I don't know. I, I mean, it's going to be three or four years before we before we see... Spider-Man. So unless they find some kind of convoluted way to bring Tom Holland into the Venom Three, um, I don't, I don't know. Unless they just don't do Spider-Man and Venom Three, and they do, um, oh, they're doing a Venom Three, dude. I know they're doing Venom Three. What I'm saying is that Spider-Man won't be in it. Uh, it'll be the the cop from the end, I guess, Toxin. Um, yeah, but why? But why would I'm just? They've set it up. They have to at least get the suit back to Venom where he gets the white spider and set that up. Because that's what the whole thing is. Like, Because the thing is, if you think about it, um, Cletus Cassidy, Woody Harrelson's character in Venom, Mother Be Carnage, bites Tom Hardy's hand and he gets a piece of the Venom suit. Yeah. And that Venom suit merges with his blood or Tom Hardy's blood, whichever it is, and it turns red and then, you know, Cletus ingests it and he eats it and then it comes out of him. Well, Carnage considers Venom his father, whereas this piece of the Venom suit might just consider itself either a clone of Venom or just Venom itself. It won't consider Venom its, its like its father or anything like that, which right. is kind of weird how they can kind of like, well, the suit breaks apart from the main suit. It's a it's an offspring of Venom, whereas sometimes it's a clone of Venom, which doesn't make any sense in the comics. It's just whatever the writer wants to do. Yeah. But it, it feels like that's what this whole thing is. Like Tom's going to get the suit and go through that ordeal, and then he's going to get the piece of the suit back to Eddie, 
and Eddie's going to get the white spider, and then they'll have some kind of face-off, but it turns into a buddy cop thing, like Lethal Weapon. <laughs> and then they'll go on their merry way, because I do think Sony wants to continue to do business with Marvel. They yeah. want this. And like I said, they, they, they orchestrated the post-credits scene in Venom and Spider-Man together. Like Yeah, Kevin John, John said, Watts you know, directed both of those scenes, by the way. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. that's dope. Yeah. Um, and... You know, I think everybody's excited for that. I'm, like I said, of course, I still have to wait for it. I am extremely interested in Morbius to see how that works out. Yeah, and, you know, maybe they won't push it back anymore. I'm getting fed up with it. (laughs) I don't, I think they did that because Spider-Man has done so strong, they don't want a weak performance from Morbius. That's, that's sort of what I was thinking too, because Morbius was supposed to already be out by now, and Spider-Man is still doing pretty well in, in the box office so yeah i think it's i think it's like billion. the sixth highest grossing movie of all time now which is just fucking that's incredible of course we have that overhyped almost probably piece of shit movie the batman coming up so they didn't yeah. want to compete with that the batman so, the batman i'm so out on the hype did, of that movie did we talk about the batman in the last one we did yeah we talked a little bit about like what we were excited for and like how I'm out, but even more of the stuff I'm watching, I'm like, what is this? What Cody, is Cody was like, because Cody being like kind of a little bit of a fanboy, and Square goes, "Oh wow, the time!" <laughs> hey, he posted something, quote tweeting like it's gonna be two hours and forty five minutes, and goes, yeah. "Oh wow!" Like uh, I almost think excited, I, I said or something uh, like that. Wait, are you excited for it, Cody? I'm excited for that movie, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't have, like, an opinion either way. I just want to know. I mean, I I love how, like, just dark and, like, <laughs> stuff it looks. I mean... Yeah, I, I like that, too. It, it think, looks uh, almost like they're pushing up against being a horror movie. And yeah, that it has looks me real interested. gothic. I, I like that, too. I and like I, how the, the city design looked kind of cool from what I saw in the trailer. I didn't see much. Yeah, so I... um. I uh, shared a post that announced saying that the Batman has a runtime of two hours and fifty five minutes, and I said, "Holy cow!" <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, and I go, "Fucking hell!" If you don't see my reply to you, <laughs> holy fucking shit! Um, um, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Look, I mean, we're we're doing an episode on that. Uh, I know, but what this it pisses me off, and this is our little random spot in the podcast. It just pisses me off that. Like, the thing they complained about with the Zack Snyder movies is these movies are too long, tell a shorter story, and then when this guy comes along with Robert Pattinson and Batman, they're jerking them off because it's like, oh, this is going to be great. Well, you know, the the thing is, <clears throat> and this is all just, you know, insider reporting or whatever that I read online. Are you an inside source, Cody? No. <laughs> this is stuff I've read online. Yes. Apparently, okay, Warner, just Warner Brothers... Warner Brothers was going back and forth with Matt Reeves about trimming it down a lot. And they supposedly showed it to test audiences, the current cut of it, the almost three-hour-long version. And apparently it had very high approval ratings. So that's why they went ahead and just left it as long as it they, is. But they also they also showed a, fa- uh, a four-hour cut to an audience, too. Oh, Lord. That'll probably be on I'm the like, And here's the thing, people. I don't mind Zack Snyder's length of time. I understand they're long movies. It is a grind to watch them. It's awesome to watch them at home because you can get up and pee. In the movie theater, you're afraid of missing something. You know, the Band of Steel, which I enjoy a lot, is like two and a half hours long. 
The ultimate edition of Batman vs. Superman, which is the better version, is three hours. And, of course, his uh, Justice League is four hours long. And people are like, that's way too long. I was like, yeah, but he did it because it's going to be streaming and he could tell the story he wanted. So, fuck him. Why not? He got to spend another $25 million on it. Um, But this movie being two hours and 45 minutes long, it better not have a fucking post-credit scene. Because you know, every every superhero movie has post credit scene, and they're they're literally they've set they're setting it up as a trilogy, and they're already saying that they're doing two HBO Max series based in the same universe. So this is you know, exhausting. you know, the post credit thing is going to be teasing something. Apparently, the two HBO Max se- the series are going to be one's going to follow the GCPD, and another one's going to follow Penguin. Um. Hold on, sweetheart. I saw which which the penguin the pink like Colin Farrell being the penguin I think could work out very well and I think that could make for an interesting series. I don't know so much about the GCPD one. Like they tried that already with with Gotham. All right, but yeah, that's that's our talk for that. We're finally caught up. This is our last episode to get caught up to the schedule we had. Like this is this movie we watched like three weeks ago. And then now we get to start new shit. So I guess next week we'll do Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right, Cody? Uh, yes, the original Texas Chainsaw okay. Massacre. And then I'm off the next week, so we can record that week, too, would be fucking sweet. When When is the other thing coming out? February what? February 18th, I think. Oh, never mind. That's so yeah, we would, we, it would be, we would literally have to wait a two-week period um, to do that. Bullshit! So. But uh, I guess, uh... I'll turn this over to Owen, since this is Owen's episode he's hosting, and I'll look up on our <clears throat> exclusive source of information of this movie, Wikipedia, and uh, yeah, so Owen, um, but let's talk about your movie, Saul, so, so don't blink, just, just like, like that, that. six years old, and you take a nap. And you wake up uh, and hey, you're 105. <laughs> there is a Spider-Man connection to this movie. Kristen Dunst is in this movie. Yeah, yeah she's she is. Mary Jane. And this is our third movie in a row with Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's uh, partly why I chose this movie, because the last movie that we did, like, half a year ago, had Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> in it. So, um, without further ado, I guess I better reveal the movie that... Uh, We've been talking about. Yeah, the movie that we have all watched three we've watched three months ago, <laughs> titled Small Soldiers. <laughs> um, so oh, dude, sorry, what? I got really excited. The guy who scored this movie, huh? the guy who scored this movie, uh, Jerry Goldsmith, also did First Blood, the first Rambo movie, and Psycho Two, and see if there's anything else. Uh, the Poltergeist, Star Trek, yeah, did I did it? Uh, Rambo three. Did he skip Rambo two? What the hell? No, he did. He did. So he did all the Rambo movies, which are awesome. Cool. So yeah, this dude is fucking awesome. And I kind of when I saw his name, I'm like Psycho two dude, which I love Psycho two song. Oh yeah, Psycho two has a really good soundtrack. It's a very sad soundtrack. Yeah, it's it sounds really nice. So um, sad. Anyways, this is Small Soldiers, a movie that came out in. 1998 um it's kind of like i always see this movie as like dreamworks answer to uh like pixar's toy story a little bit they're like dreamworks is like fuck you we can do 
you know, 3D toys also. We can make them cool and fun. I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, well, they could be like, dude, we can make our toys kill each other. It's fucking cooler than yours, you lame-ass fucking Buzz Lightyear bullshit. <laughs> Space Rangers. But, um, so, the budget was $40 million, and it made a box office of $87.5 million, Which, um, this movie isn't considered, like, a hit. I guess they were expecting a lot more. So, yeah, I mean, the commercial, like... You know, the reviews for the time are pretty negative. Most people at the time hated this movie. Really? Yeah. The only reason I like it is because I watched it as a kid. Alex, uh, Alex did too. Child yeah. Alex. <laughs> and uh, so, Cody, what is, uh, what's, what's your experience with this movie? So I, too, watched it as a child. Um, <laughs> I watched it quite a bit when, it was, when I was a kid. And uh, I loved it. I even, I even liked my rewatch of it. Uh, a few weeks ago, which was the first time I'd seen it in like probably 15, 16 years at least. The movie was so good that I would I even go to the video store and like rent the PS1 game a lot. Hell yeah. Uh, I've never seen the PS1 game, but I saw like literally just today that there was one. Yeah. How, um, how was that? <laughs> at the time, I liked it. Now... <laughs> I don't know if it holds up at all. Probably not. Like a, a large amount of PS1 games don't hold up these days. But uh, at the time, anyway, it was really fun. So I think I think it was like you play, you picked either the Gorgonites or one of the soldiers, and you kind of like ran around like a map, and you try to eliminate the other team, sort of like a deathmatch situation. And uh, yeah. there, there may have been like a story mode, sort of, with like levels and stuff, but it's, it's been so long that I, I can't remember for sure. It's been a while. It has been a while. I used to have um, some Gorgonite toys that I loved. I had Archer, and I was like, dude, he's so sick. I really wanted a. Um, I am Archer. I wanted one of the Commando Elites. Like, I really wanted like Major Chip Hazard. I thought he looked badass. Did you ever get him? <laughs> no, I never got him. Have it. you looked up on Amazon? No. Well, I, I mean, I don't care about it now. No, I think you do now. When I was like, no, I think this is something you want. When I was five, before Amazon and eBay existed, I wanted one. Chip what hazard? Yeah, major chip hazard. Amazon existed when you were five. weren't you born in like two thousand? I was born in two thousand and five. What? No, you weren't. <laughs> yeah, Amazon existed. I think it was just it just sold books, though. I don't think it. It wasn't like now where you can just get whatever the hell you want off of there. All right, I got one nineteen ninety eight major hazard collectible good forty four ninety nine baby. Let's do it. Right. That's four thousand four hundred ninety nine. That'll be our podcast mascot. Um, but yeah, I wanted him specifically because all the other commando elites scared me because they looked fucking disgusting. <laughs> Weird like Nick Nitro's fucking like smile with his gums all hanging out and stuff. Yeah. But um on the topic of I guess the designs, um this game or I almost said this game. This movie <laughs> has like really good um animatronics and some decentest CGI. Did you guys notice that or anything? Like the, the effects? Oh yeah, I thought the effects held up pretty well for a movie yeah, I- made in the mid nineties. Yeah, it definitely for a 1998 movie. Yeah, I thought the effects were probably a little bit better than the Men in Black effects. Yeah, like, um, and I think a big part of that um, why the CGI holds up so much is because they're they're toys, 
And, you know, back in the 90s, like, most CGI is, like, it, everything looks kind of plasticky and fake. And I think that um, it's part of the reason why Toy Story used toys also is because um, it looks good. Or, or what the, the technology that they had at the time worked really well with, you know, recreating, like, plastic stuff. So I think that's why the CGI holds up. But even better, like I said, is the animatronics. Those are, like, amazing. They look all, like, when they blink, it looks so good. Um, so what else can I talk about here? Um, this is the last film appearance of Phil Hartman, who was um, actually murdered a couple months before this movie came out. What? Wait, what? Yeah, he's the he's um the Spider Man girl's dad. I don't remember any of the characters' names in this in this movie, um, but he's her dad in the movie, and um, he got murdered like right before he got murdered by his wife like right before the movie came out. The movie's uh, actually like wait, 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 what? Phil Hartman, who plays um, the love interest's dad, he plays the neighbor in Jingle All the Way. Yeah, I don't know what else he did. I think that's the only thing I can I can think of off the top of my head is Jingle All the Way and, and Small Soldiers. Holy, he was murdered by his wife? Yeah, he was shot by his wife, and his wife committed suicide. Welcome and, uh, welcome to the True Crime Podcast. Welcome, yeah, welcome to... We'll get all the women listeners. <laughs> well, did she kill him and then immediately regret it because the dick was too good, and then after having sex with him, yeah, there's she a mortis? Like, she killed herself? Oh, yeah, no. there was no... <laughs> Cody's like, no, that's fucked up. <laughs> Cody's like, you've went a bridge too far. Let's just start quitting movies here, okay? How about we walk back across that bridge and burn it? No, down? Cody, it's okay. I've blown that motherfucker we can, up. We know? can walk back across to repair the bridge. Oh my god! Okay, the women both. Well, there's women. Yeah. Um. So like, I'm reading it right his now. wife and his friend. You can read it, man. Good. Well, I mean, we should do it for the listeners. Oh, fuck them. They can look at us. It says, it says mean, he visited the Italian restaurant, a buca di pepo. Oh, mamma mia, too. Okay, I'm sure people that are long-time listeners, if this is your first episode, Cody will take any chance he can to read anything in an Italian accent. Because <laughs> it's the only other accent he can really do. <laughs> but he's really good at it. Oh, <laughs> the beach. All right, you go ahead and do it. I'll let you read it. I'll just read it by myself. Okay. You I ain't listening. Go ahead anymore. and read it. Yeah, I'm going to stand across here. I'm across right, the room now. No, I want to look at your phone. <laughs> let me look at your phone. Okay, so I think I could just recite it from memory. So um, his wife and one of her friends went to like an Italian restaurant. And after returning home, his wife had a heated argument with Phil Hartman. And then he went to bed. She entered his bedroom with a gun and shot him once between the eyes, once in the throat, and once in the upper chest with a thirty-eight caliber handgun as he slept. Uh, she was taking Zoloft and had been drinking alcohol and was re- and had recently used cocaine. Um, she drove to her friend's house, told her friend that she had killed uh, her husband. Her uh, friend was a male, too, so I wonder yeah. I don't think uh, everybody says they had like a happy marriage, but she was like prone to like fits of rage, apparently. But um, kind of like Cody when he's playing video games. Yeah, kind of like Cody when he's on the podcast. Can we talk about the Green Ranger candle again one day, Cody? <laughs> oh god. Anyway, go ahead. I mean, I'm very angry. I watch sports, so I mean, everybody's getting something. Yeah. So basically, that's all that happened. Like, um, and then they. 
like dedicated this movie to Phil Hartman. Oh man, here's a here's a, something that ties in the uh, evidence. She'd been taking Zoloft, not evidence, but recent events. She'd been taking Zoloft and drinking alcohol and also cocaine that day. So you know, not a good combination. But her uh, her brother filed a wrongful death lawsuit in 1999 against Pfizer, the same company that's made our uh, booster oh. shots and all that. You heard so. it here first, folks. The um, vaccines will make you go into fits of rage and kill Wait, you. why did he file a lawsuit against Pfizer? Because well, she because she, was, she shot her husband. Well, yeah, and Cody, they start. Everybody's been suing this, doing this shit for years. They sue the like. I mean, what's her name? The chick who was married to Chester Bennington. I think she tried to sue the company that, of the antidepressant he was taking, or that was what's his name too. I can't remember. Soundgarden dude, what's his name? Fuck. Oh, um, Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell. Like one of their wives was going to sue the company because he was taking this new antidepressant. And they think that's the reason why he shot himself or hung himself or whatever. I'm like, you know, I'm not. He was already taking an antidepressant. Like, Yeah, and the thing is, is like it, hanging yourself is a very, 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 very long way of killing yourself. So at some point, I think if I was to hang myself, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do this. I would stop. You know, obviously they're going to pass out. I'm not sitting there like, obviously we've had a discussion about Kurt Cobain before. Which will tie into Batman, I guess, in March. But it's one of those things, like, you know, I can understand, like, if it was a split-second decision and they just shot themselves. Like, they grabbed the gun. Like, it was a moment of fact that. But they kind of did the planning. You have to kind of plan to tie up a rope and then hang yourself. Yeah, it's an involved process. So, Cody's very silent. I think I hit a chord with Cody. No, I was reading the rest of the stuff that happened with Phil Hartman. Bitch, Bitch Fartman. That is far enough, all yes. <laughs> 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 I, like, I still can't really smell, but I know it's bad. It's nice. there. Thanks for that. I'm sorry. Well, if only we had smell-o-vision for the podcast. So we could all fucking expose you to this. Anyway, the director of this movie is Joe Dante. Now, I don't know if you guys recognize that name. Mm, Joe Dante? No. He, he directed... Um, yeah! Oh. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> like, no, 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 Because I hear Gorley and Russ talking about all the time. He did that fucking Critters movie. Cr- Gremlins. Gremlins, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did Gremlins. Um, and there's a couple Gremlins references in this movie. He also did a rip-off of Jaws, and that's what got him noticed by Steven Spielberg, and that's when they had him do Gremlins. Because Steven you know Spielberg who, was the producer of Gremlins. You know who wrote... this movie killed... Sorry, you, Cody. You know, who, you know who wrote Gremlins? Santa Claus? Me? <laughs> um... I don't remember his name. It's the guy that did uh, Home Alone. Oh, um... Chris Columbus. <laughs> I think that's really good name. That's his name! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he also founded America. Isn't it that fucking... Um, hold on a second. So that's the guy that everybody on Twitter is trying to cancel. No, no, I'm just... I was talking about Christopher Columbus. I was fucking... Uh, Joe... This is this, we, this was a really bad joke that you guys went into, and let's just let the record show that Lance did not do this. Like I haven't eaten anything in almost. Well, I well, mean, why are you fucking? In my body's like I need something to eat or something to push oh, you out. I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> my body just my fucking stomach just growls when I'm hungry. I don't shit my. Pants. <laughs> I didn't shit my pants. <laughs> okay, I didn't shit my pants, guys. Just, 
shit in my pants. Um, I had a really good segue, too, and I've already forgot it. <laughs> I was going to segue into the plot somehow. Wouldst That's thou like to live deliciously? Killing. Yeah. Would you like... like, what else did this guy do, though? This film longer. I don't know. There's another... Um... Teaching Chiefs and Chong's next movie. I, I don't see that. Oh, yeah, I think uh, this is the movie that killed Joe Dante's uh, career. Yeah, he only it's did like, three after that. He did Looney Tunes back in action. Which is like a terrible movie yeah. also. <laughs> Six years later, he did The Hole, which I've never heard of. And then five years after that, he did Burying the X, which I've also never heard of. And since then, he's produced two movies, which I've never heard of. Uh, Yeah, so yeah, I'm, you're probably right. I think this movie pretty much killed his directing career. Yeah. Between this and Looney Tunes. Yeah, and to be fair, it's not entirely his fault. There's some studio, um, like you know, what's the fucking word? There's some there's some studio interference with this movie. Oh, ain't that just um, always the way? Yeah. Well, originally he wanted to direct this as kind of like a bit of an edgier kind of movie, and you can kind of see elements of it with like, uh, you know, the Barbie doll robot zombies and um, <laughs> <laughs> and. And, you know, shit like um, the Commando Elite um, having, there's like some kind of message there with them about like the military or something, but, you know, it's not really all that like fleshed out and like kind of, it doesn't really matter what the movie has to say when you see like a moped doing a fucking jump over a lake. It gets kind of stupid. Well, evidently the whole received positive reviews. The what did? The whole with Joe Dante. I'm looking at Joe Dante right now. The yeah, my hole was in the butthole. He did an uh, interactive... Oh, God. Um, he received something positive, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Positively Wait, charged. Um, okay. I guess I can go ahead and start um, with what I was saying about this movie, I think, trying to make some kind of point about mm. the military-industrial complex. I guess I can start transitioning into the plot. So the setup Man. for this movie is that um, a you know military um, what the fuck is the term? I always every time I get on the podcast, I forget my vocabulary. It just completely <laughs> flushes from my fucking brain. They're called a defense contractor. Jesus, this defense contractor named Globotech Industries buys a toy company, and it opens with a commercial that's like sort of RoboCop-esque that shows off, like, missiles and shit. And, like, we make we make battleships, but we also make, like, whole refrigerators. You know, they're just supposed to be, like, sort of dystopian-looking. Um, and it opens up with these two bozos who work for the toy company. And they have to report to their new CEO, who is, you know, this big-wig defense contractor guy who doesn't really care about them at all. Which one of the bozos is played by David Cross. Yeah, which I don't know who plays the other guy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but David Cross is the standout. Remember, um, I, I know you won't get this, Cody, but Lance, do you remember when I said that the guy looked like Patrick? Yes. Yeah, that's David Cross. <laughs> he looks exactly like Patrick <laughs> from our work. <laughs> did you rewatch? Did you like it? <laughs> I rewatched The Witch like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Was it still good? Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, I loved it too. The what? The, the witch. witch. Uh, it's a um, Robert Eggers movie. It's like his first movie. Mm-hmm. I never watched it. 
Yeah, it's like a horror movie. It's about um, like witches and like um, colonial America and stuff. Yeah, I, well, I, that's kind of one that I'm. I'll, I kind of want to do eventually for this podcast, but yeah, I'd, I'd be down for it. Um, be down with the sickness. Yeah, it's a really, really atmospheric movie. Like the atmosphere is really cool in it. And you may have um, to turn subtitles on though, because the dad's yeah. accent is so thick and he talks they, so they low that in, you can't understand half of what he says. Yeah, they speak in like colonial America English, so like it's kind of hard to understand them. But anyway, so we should get back to like <laughs> what the episode's about. Um, so yeah, it opens up. This defense contractor has bought this big toy company, and it opens up with this boardroom meeting where these two characters are trying to showcase their toys. And uh, one of the toys is this Commando Elite line where, um, you know, they're like badass G.I. Joes who can walk and talk. Or, or no, they can't walk and talk, but, you know, it does that commercial thing where it's like the toys talk, but, like, in the bottom it says in fine print, toys do not actually talk. Yeah. And, like, the defense contractor guy's like, wait a minute. We can make our toys talk. And that guy, the defense director guy, the... Diego, that's not Diego. The guy, the the company CEO, yeah, the guy's making out checks. That's Diego from uh, Ice Age, the saber tooth tiger. Really? Yes. And oh, he's yeah, also he is. He's also Captain Stacy from the Amazing Spider Man movies. Oh, Tony knows what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I did pick up on that. Um, and another toy line that was in it was the Gorgonites, who were supposed to be kind of like this, like learning. Base toy, where like you know, a lot more imaginative. I am Archer, stupid emissary of the Gorgonites. I'm Archer. What did we say last time? Emissary of the Argonauts. Yeah, the Argonauts. (laughs) (laughs) Jason and the Argonauts. (laughs) That was me. That was me. Originally, they're not enemies. Um, Like they weren't designed to be. The Commando Elite and the Gorgonites weren't designed to be enemies with each other, but uh, the suit pressures the two into making them like mortal enemies yeah he he wants the the command what do they call commando elite yeah uh, he wants them to be the good guys and the argonauts to be the bad guys because they look like monsters and, yeah um even though looking at those commando elite i would not trust them with anything yeah <laughs> they, they're definitely like you know in any kid's story, they're definitely designed to be like ugly and like fucking weird which is why like when I think about it, like how they sold it for toys, I know most kids like probably wanted the Commando Elite, not the fucking Gorgonites, but whatever. So yeah, that ties into like kind of what I was saying, where it feels like this like movie's trying to make a point about something, um, where like you know the military guys are supposed to be like the bad guys in this one, like traditionally action movies would have the military guys just, like, beating the shit out of the alien dudes. And there would be, like, no moral any hang-up about that. But, uh, so after that, it cuts to a teenage kid who's working at this, like, little mom-and-pop toy store. Which is funny because it's getting... It's getting ran out of business by a big, like, conglomerate toy store. But what's funny about that is, is that, like, those don't exist either anymore. Like, neither of those <laughs> things exist. Yeah. Because <laughs> Toys R Us got, like, its ass kicked by, like, uh, Amazon and online. Je- old Jeffrey got beat beat up pretty bad. <laughs> but, um... Mm, hey there, Jeffrey. 
I heard you don't like the internet. Mm. Lance, I think Lance is like completely clocked out of. Uh, no, I'm not clocked out. I'm just waiting for you to like, keep talking. I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> it's okay. I know it's not. I know it's been like legitimately forever since we've watched this. Yeah, and I, I mean, I was going to rewatch this movie. I do remember like most of it. Yeah, but it wasn't something I was gonna be like, okay, let me go back and rewatch again because yeah, it's it kind of felt like work. It's a good one watch movie. Go ahead for my recommendations. I recommend anybody to watch it one time. But it wasn't a movie for me to want to go back and rewatch it like I would, like, I don't know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Or other hit classics like Apocalypse Now and, um... <laughs> the Justice League and Zack Snyder. There's, there's an Apocalypse Now reference in this movie. That's when, um... Because I think it's an Apocalypse Now line where Chip Hazard says, like, you'd have to be crazy not to be scared. Or some shit like that. <clears throat> Are you a are you a soldier? Are you a soldier or a toy? <laughs> <laughs> you need to, you little bitch. You're a slug on the floor. But uh, oh yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is great as Chip Hazard. He's like the head of the Commando Elite. Um, whoever voices um, the emissary of the fucking Gorgon Gazolas is good too. Um, I feel very, very. Um, His name is Archer, emissary of the Gorgonites. Yeah. I feel very sad for the Gorgonites. Yeah. They're very like peaceful and shit like that. But like, we just want to eat plants and and look yeah, at pretty flowers. Fucking I, lame to me. They should. They deserve it. Really. Well, I remember watching <laughs> the like thinking when it got to the end, like, oh no, they got zapped too. I had no idea they would have been like protected by the satellite dish, well, that's which was ha- fucking huge back then. That's what but, happens when they're well, smart and not just dumb, dumb peanut brains like the Commando Elite. They have like a throwaway, a, a throwaway line like at the beginning of the movie that's like, "Why is this satellite? Hasn't you heard about the smaller satellite dishes?" I don't really know how satellite technology was in '98, but I just assume like it was so big, you know. A lot of shit was big. I remember. I, mean, I, think that was a I remember my grandparents had a satellite dish in their backyard in the '90s, and it was one of those like, because you know, you think of satellite dishes and they like sit up on the roof, and they're probably about the size of like an extra large pizza, maybe. Yeah. Um, but back then, I mean, the satellite dish was huge. Like you could lay down in it and spread your arms and legs out as far as you could. Just Tony, to, did you do this? Did no, no. <laughs> but yeah, you did. <laughs> but some astronauts like Cody's like <laughs> Cody's like you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. So he gets like butt ass naked and lays yeah. lays in the satellite. It, like the satellite transmits transmits like the image of his ass and like back <laughs> naked back to like it's like some it's like, it's like the space. photocopy machines. Yeah, it's some, like Bart Simpson. Like <laughs> some guy on the ISS is like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> uh. <laughs> I guess because this plot isn't really like. I think like part of the reason why people hated this movie was because of the plot. So I'll just try and like wrap it up. No, I don't think I don't. Have, I didn't have a bad problem with the plot. Like when you say that, I mean it's got a forty-eight on Rotten Tomatoes, but yeah. what the fuck does a tomato know? Well, the thing that I always have. I have the problem I have with this movie now that I didn't have as a kid is that when I was a kid I thought it was cool because like the toys are alive, wow, <laughs> and like I, I liked the I liked the action and stuff, but I didn't give a fuck about like Alan Abernathy and his like dumbass parents and shit, and I still don't as an adult. Uh, oh what yeah, about her, his girlfriend's dad though. He he's great. What about when his girlfriend's like I only date older guys? Sorry. And then, and, she she and then she immediately flips on that and starts like flirting with him. 
Like, <laughs> sorry, only you date people over eighty. And she's like fourteen or something in this movie, and she's dating some dude who looks like he's twenty six. It's like something's yeah. not right here. Well, he has like a motorcycle and shit. Yeah. Hey, we have a scrimmage. You want to come to my scrimmage? Hey, babe, my college football team has a scrimmage today. You want to come over? Bring your middle school <laughs> homework with you. What's a scrimmage? I'm sorry that I'm ignorant. <laughs> a scrimmage is like, it's a game you play, like sports teams play that doesn't actually count toward their record. It's a scrimmage, bro. Wait, who the fuck wants to go to that shit? That's lame. Yeah. I hated going to like normal high school football. Yeah. Hey, babe. Fucking sucked. Hey, babe, <laughs> you want to see me go take a shit in the bathroom? You want to you wanna wear my jacket, babe, while I sit there and take a dump? <laughs> Okay, cool. See you later, Alan. <laughs> Alan becomes a fucking incel. He's like, fucking women. <laughs> He's like, I hate all fucking women. This is bullshit. <laughs> he almost sounds like Carmen from South Park. He starts, he just collects commando elite toys for the rest of his life. He builds up an army just to go tear apart piece <laughs> by piece. <laughs> but um so yeah alan he gets like these toys off the back of a truck um before they're supposed to come out which is part of the plot and um they activate oh my which that's God. not how this works by the way you can't just go up to the delivery guy and be like yeah hey like can i have these toys you know i'll i owe you bro like you don't pay the delivery driver isn't the one that receives the money for the toys you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't understand. Like, yeah, because if he had a discrepancy in his like shipment, he wouldn't be able to just fucking like pay money. You remember that character in The Simpsons? Yeah, he's voiced by Phil Hartman. Yes. Yeah. He I, did well, some I, was I didn't realize he got killed. Which makes it kind of like there's a bonus scene at the end where he's got the little microphone in his ear to listen to the toy voice. Yeah. And he's it was like the whole cast kind of like the cast, the crew kind of laughed at the thing. I'm like that kind of makes sense, and I didn't realize that. Yeah, that fucking blows. Do they wait? So the Simpsons has like a, no, 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 no. There's a bonus scene at the end of this movie, at the end of the credits. Yeah, and they just show him like doing something, and the crew laughs. It's like, oh, he's just you know, okay. it was just kind of funny. Well, I didn't realize that they put that in there probably as a tribute to him. Oh, you're saying because it. it's like sort of out of context, and if you didn't know what, yeah, what it just the event. it just seemed like an outtake. Right, it was just an outtake to it, and it's like, oh, yeah. Shit. I mean, that fucking blows. I didn't realize that was him because he's fucking hilarious on the set. Yeah, there's a lot of weird, like, cursed shit that happened before this movie came out. Like, um, so one of the characters for um, the Commando Elite's name is Kip Killigan. And, uh, like, a couple, <laughs> a couple months before this movie came out, there was, like, a school shooting. And the kid who, like, shot up the school was named, like, Kip Keegan or some shit. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, like, it was really unfortunate. Like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's, like, all sorts of, like, really weird cursed shit that happens. I know, I'm, I'm looking up the part, the dude who played Kip Killigan is Ernest, okay, Ernest Borgenane? Yeah. Uh, he's played in a bunch of stuff. He played in, like, the original Poseidon movie yeah. and shit like that. The, the other guy who, uh, this was his last film, was Clint Walker. He was, like, an old 50s star. He was also in Escape from New York. Nice. And the Dirty Dozen. I forgot that. That's a fucking movie. I oh yeah, this watch. this movie um, takes influence from the Dirty Dozen. Like all the commando, most of the commando leader voiced by guys from the Dirty Dozen. What the fuck? Are and you most, kidding me? Yeah, most of the Gorgonites are voiced by guys from Spinal Tap too. 
Um, Holy shit! Yeah, like man. the Commando Elite, their designs inspired. Oh by, my god! It's, it's like their designs oh. inspired by the guys from Predator. <laughs> Hold on a second. You're okay, like, he's like right. Blow, in you're the, blowing his mind. Uh, he he is okay. Uh, Brick Bazooka, yeah, was voiced by George Kennedy, who uh, is also in the Dirty Dozen. But Owen will Owen well Owen Knight. You know you never watched the movie. Cody will know as. Um, Frank's partner in the Naked Gun, the tall guy. Yeah. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I didn't realize that was like because I, I was thinking about that line today because me and Cody talked about it all the time. It's like, all right, who else is sleeping with his wife? And Cody goes, well, "That's okay, Frank. <laughs> that's okay, Frank." <laughs> <laughs> and that's him. I can't remember. That's his, okay. But uh, it's like, Ethel. But yeah, I, I, holy shit! I, I, hold on a second. Take Nitro. This is gonna blow my fucking mind. Cheyenne. Roxanne. You don't have to put on the ring. Okay, excluding Jones and Dern, the Commando Elite are voiced by cast members from the 1967 film The Dirty Dozen. Holy fucking shit. What's so dirty about them? Well, they're all like... Horny? No, maybe. Uh, Well, kind of at the end. Um, <laughs> they, they are soldiers. No, they, they're all like, there's six soldiers, or 12 soldiers, obviously, there's a dozen, I can't count. Uh, there are 12 uh, soldiers who are on, like, death row military prison, and they're yeah. given the suicide mission. Oh, so it's complete. like proto suit. Weren't you talking about this, like, a while ago? Yeah, me and you at work were talking okay, about it. Okay, yeah, that's really funny that... Um, it's a very, very good movie. I don't think Cody would like it, so I'm not going to suggest it to Cody, but it might be something we do when we kick Cody off the podcast. Yeah. I mean uh, I mean when we kill Cody sorry. well it's hard when we kill Cody sorry. <laughs> yeah. we want to make sure we have that correct sorry. when we pull a Phil Hartman on him but uh, <laughs> I think that movie's going to be way too old for Cody to like because it's a 1967 movie but uh, I had no idea that the Dirty Dozen people came into their voice this is badass yeah. I like this movie more I should have I rewatched it yeah like what? I said 80% of Rotten Tomatoes so suck my dick yo tomato I like how you, you just said like a little while ago. You're like, "Fuck Rotten Tomatoes." Uh, <laughs> is that, is no, that fuck like, them. Then you also say, "What opinion. is a tomato?" No, anyway. Yeah, I, that, I thought that was a very underrated line. You guys know. You said that when you watched Vegetables. <laughs> 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 Man, I wish that cucumber beat his ass, stupid ass tomato. <laughs> yeah, Larry the cucumber just beats the fuck out of Bob. <laughs> Gee, Bob, this sounds like you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Oh, don't kick my ass again, Larry. Oh, Jesus wouldn't like that very much. <laughs> I don't give a damn, Bob. <laughs> I didn't realize that... down the garbage disposal. I didn't realize VeggieTales was like a purely like Christian thing. I just thought that they had like some yeah. versions of it that like dealt with like Bible stories, but I didn't realize yeah, they, as a kid that's all some, it was. There's some episodes that don't really have much to do with like biblical stories and stuff, but they usually do have like at the end, Bob's like, and God wants us all to, I don't know, love each other or something and, and hug. <laughs> Anyways, that's, <laughs> let's get let's, but um, it's getting hot in here. Sorry, let me let me wrap up this plot. Shit, I forgot to mention that they put um, this doesn't make any fucking sense because they put a computer they put a computer chip for a missile into like the fucking toys heads. But that's not how computer chips work. Like it's the program you write. Yeah, it I think also, they mentioned that. It's also like later on in the movie when they're like 
putting stuff inside of the Barbie dolls to make them <laughs> yeah. come alive. What were they putting in the Barbie dolls, Cody? I don't crazy. remember. It, well, uh, again, it's been a few it, weeks. Aren't they also putting like computer parts or something in the in the Barbie dolls? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense either because they take out um, Nick Nitro's like chip out of his head and then they put it through like a fucking radio or something and then zap the heads of the fucking little Barbie dolls. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like... Basically, the the dolls are all possessed. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Because that yeah. putting putting like a computer chip or a piece of metal in something, and then does it like put it fill it with like programs that like save? <laughs> it like, also doesn't. It also doesn't add the necessary parts to their bodies to like make yeah, them. Like, they move. don't have batteries, you know. Like yeah. they get away <laughs> with it by being like they have lithium ion cell batteries in them, so you don't have to change the battery, even though like. Fucking iPhones have listening eye on batteries and they like run out in like three seconds. The charger's in their butthole. <laughs> yeah, it charges while they walk and shove things up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> Which they do constantly. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so if you're an IT major, this fucking movie will drive you nuts. Um, yeah, somehow putting like advanced computer chips into like a toy's head just makes it like want to kill people, I guess. Oh, yeah. But, um,. So, yeah, the toys run amok in Alan's toy story. He has, like, um, a little fallout with his parents because they don't believe him. And he's also trying to bang this broad. Um, but <laughs> she likes she likes guys that ride on motorcycles. Isn't he 14? Who, the kid? Yeah. He looks like he's, like, 10. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're 14, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to be 14. Why does, like, every time they do this, like, every dude actor looks younger than the woman actor? Because I, I mean, it's less like, weird that way. No, I don't. I think no. I don't think it's less weird. Because look at like, well, what if like Star Wars Episode One? Padme's supposed to be like fucking thirteen. He's supposed to be nine. She looks fucking seventeen. He looks like he's nine. It's like uh, no, that, that one was also well. Bad. They're gonna bang. That that also in Star Wars that is their the supposed to be the character's age, which makes it even weirder. Whereas here it's like okay, they're both supposed to be fourteen, but you know. They don't yeah. look like they are. It's just a little. It's just a little, a little strange, guys. Just a little bit. So, um, they find out that they could set off an EMP to kill the Commando Elite. Um, okay, can we talk about the army of the Tommy Lee Jones? It's all yeah, they, 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 yeah. They, I'm like, um, he says something that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. He hijacks like an eighteen wheeler to go to the toy factory. And he gets yeah. like a whole army of himself to show up. <laughs> it's just really fun. <laughs> that shit was fucking great. <laughs> oh god, it's like um, a Cody will understand the reference. It's like the meta cooler Dragon Ball Z movie where he comes back as all the meta coolers, but it's like one fucked up version of him controlling it all. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that happens in a lot of movies uh, and stuff. Where they have like a bunch of. Of the same. But, like, one of them's You've had trouble up. defeating one of me, how about yeah. a thousand? The, like, the main one's a little fucked up. Like, he has, like, some scars or something, so you can tell it's him. But, um... Kind of like the scars we all have on the inside. Yeah. I tear my this heart is... open. Just to be <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if Owen was going into a different song or what. <laughs> So basically, damn, what does happen? He bring he brings Archer home. 
he ends well, up. Well, they decide to yeah. fight back, though. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. They're not afraid to fight yeah, back. Yeah, at, at first, point. yeah, at the end, they decide to fight back. I don't I don't know if it's where you guys want to start. Um, but well, they, they go up to that telephone pole and then they set yeah. off the thing that. <laughs> we can just jump to the end. Yeah. Well, that's where we're at, weren't we? Yeah. Well, nah, yeah, I, I did kind of jump to that. I was trying to give like a brief thing. Um, so you want to do like. You want to start off with a fast forward and then yeah. flashback. And there are a some, little bit of side views. There are some points I did forget to bring. So the Gorgonites, um, want, Archer sees a picture of like Yosemite National Park and he thinks that that's a Gorgon and he wants Alan to send him there. Um, and <laughs> if, well, what if he thought it was Yosemite Sam? He goes, that's yeah, my problem. He goes, Gorgon. Gorgon. What if he went on Alan's computer and just like typed in porn and just started jacking? Then he hear a yeah. Then Alan wakes up. He's like, "What is all this? You put viruses on my computer and come on my keyboard." <laughs> I, I he's just, like, "I have to go home, Alan. <laughs> I'm so depressed. I had to jack off all day." So all this time, the commando are trying to track down all the um, Gorgonites and they're hiding. And then Alan gets pissed off and he tells Archer, hey, stop fucking being pussies. You guys have to fight. He finds them in a trash can. Um, and so all of them are like, no. Only one of them was ripped apart, too. Yeah. Because he, he saw one, he saw pieces that were like, oh, no, they got ripped apart. And the other ones were hiding. They fixed the one that was ripped apart. Yeah, it was it was Kula Khan. I don't remember what the fuck his name is. Um, but um, so, yeah, they don't want to fight. And then a bunch of, like, commando elites show up um, and try to, like, lay siege to, like, their houses. And then the Gorgonites realize that, like, the the moral of, if we fight them, we're just as bad as them, is, like, stupid. So then they start fighting, but they get their asses kicked, and they have to have an EMP save them. <laughs> and um, they, the movie fakes you out and makes you think that the EMP killed all the toys, but they were hiding under a dish. Satellite dish from Drive TV. And then the guys from the military industrial company come uh, in like a helicopter and they're like, shit, we're sorry about all this. Everybody gets a fucking trillion dollars. No, he doesn't say sorry. He just goes around hand and checks everybody. Okay, yo. And then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't get to be a man in, in that position by saying sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, I'm bad. I'm sorry, sorry, I'm bad. <laughs> 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 but, uh, so then. Um, Alan puts all the Gorgonites in a shitty little boat and sends them literally down the river. To die. Yeah. And then, and then a hawk they, swoops down and grabs them all and carries yeah, them off. They, they, all, they fall into the water by accident. They all short circuit the end. <laughs> well, the thing is, the hawk flies off, but then they play the Jurassic Park music. <laughs> they like the pterodactyl yeah. flying. It is a DreamWorks movie, so. Is that who <laughs> made Yeah, it is. Of course, it's Steven Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> Spielberg produced this, I think. Maybe. I don't know. If he produces, it's probably executive produced. It's like, nah, yeah, I don't yeah, okay, we'll make it. Well, he's part of Grant. He, how about this? Hold on. He's like, leave me alone. I'm leave me alone. I'm working on Jurassic Park three, the best Jurassic Park movie ever made. (laughs) I love it when the cell phone goes off. My favorite part. Oh, see, uh, DreamWorks Pictures was, which is one of the production companies, was founded by Steven Spielberg, and he was sued. There's a lawsuit here. Filmmaker Gregory P. Grant filed a lawsuit against Steven Spielberg, DreamWorks, and Universal Pictures for copying his film Ode to G.I. Joe, which played at film festivals and earned him a Student Academy Award. Sexy. So, yeah. So, Steven Spielberg has his fingerprints all over it. So, if you want to sue Steven Spielberg, go ahead. 
Let me ask you, have you guys seen Gremlins? Yeah. Yeah, I actually I watched, watched it about a month ago. Okay, yeah. I've never watched it. Somebody did a review, it just popped up, and it says, it's Gremlins with the toy soldiers, except not quite as dark or funny. Is that a good review of it? That's pretty, pretty much. much hits the nail on the head, yeah, exactly. This is just like a kind of shittier version of Gremlins with some, like, Indian in the cupboard thrown in. Yeah. There was supposed to be a remake, and when Disney acquired Fox in 2019, over 200 projects, along with the remake that was planned, were all canceled. That's so. probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, that probably wouldn't have been good. I don't know what... The, like, that was back when making remakes of literally every, like... It was called Toy Mageddon. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Somewhere, somewhere here Toy Mageddon. The script was purchased in 2014. Director Justin Lin was set to produce the film. Who's Justin Lin? I, I think uh, didn't he Fast go, and Furious. Yeah, Tokyo I was say Fast and Furious. Oh my god! Yeah, it would have been terrible. Holy shit! All Sorry right, Gorgonites, get in your car. It's time to drift. <laughs> this is about family, Gorgonites. <laughs> it's not about cars. It's about family. It's about family. It's about family. Take away your family. Family, family, family. I don't. So I don't know, Dwayne. I think Paul would have liked it if you came back for the tenth movie. Did y'all hear about that? <clears throat> Say it again. No. Like, no. So behind the scenes, apparently, like The Rock, The Rock has said that he's done with the Fast and Furious franchise. He has he doesn't want anything else to do with it. And behind the scenes, Vin Diesel asked him to come back because the tenth, the next movie, Final, uh, Fast and Furious, Final said Final Fantasy Ten, <laughs> Fast and Furious Ten <laughs> is going to be the last movie supposedly, and he wanted. The Rock to come back, and he said no. He said, "You know, good luck to you all, but I don't want to do it." And then Vin Diesel made a public post saying, basically saying that the Rock, the Rock is well liked in his house, and Paul Walker would have really wanted them all back together, and all this other stuff, <laughs> and, and like just a real shitty way to go about it. And the Rock is just like, you know what? It, the answer is still no, but I respect you a lot less because you went about it this way. Like yeah, that's and, kind of fucked up. And the reason The Rock left the franchise is because like Vin Diesel and him apparently butted heads a lot because Vin Diesel acts, I you know, wants to act like the alpha dog for that franchise. Okay, what's fucked up? Okay, I kind of zoned out because I was reading something else on Twitter. I apologize. <laughs> Vin Diesel said something like, oh, well, "Okay, which one do you think is petty, Vin Diesel or The Rock?" Vin Diesel. Okay. Oh yeah, he was trying to say, like, "Come on, big baby brother, come back to the show or whatever." Yeah, he Paul was. He, he was saying like Paul Walker would have wanted it, and you know, Vin Diesel's kids say like know the Rock by his name and all this other stupid shit. God. You know, like, he says, <laughs> "I think most people call him Dwayne Johnson now." Okay? Well, no, I mean like, I mean like, because he's like he's like Uncle Dwayne or something in in their house. It's just like, and the Rock still said no, <laughs> but it's like basically basically in in a nicer way of saying it basically said no and you're a dickhead for doing trying to do it this way yeah like what the fuck was like why does he want him in fast and furious and well because the rock is still one of he the, saved the biggest, that franchise yeah and he's uh, still like the biggest draw for hollywood right now went from wrestling in front of 200 people at the Nashville fairgrounds to drawing the biggest gate in Hollywood history, yeah. maybe. I don't know about you guys, but I'm looking forward to watch the next Rock movie. I don't even know what it is. I it's called Black Adam. Buy tickets to any movie that has The Rock on it. I mean, I, mean, I kind of did. Black Adam sounds like it's going to be awesome. And 
Plus, he said he announced a day or two ago that he's working on a video game movie, and a lot of people are suspecting that it's the next Mortal Mario. Kombat. No, it's not. It's Mario. You don't think it is? This Mortal Kombat? No, this Mortal Kombat movie. I mean, unless they sit there and he's cutting a deal and becoming a producer, so he can have some kind of control over it. He's not doing that because they can't afford that. It's going to be a fucking small production again. It's going to be Mario. They so, hired some what, like I wonder, uh, I wonder what it would be then because. He's already done Doom. Street Fighter, motherfucker. Oh, he's gonna be Street Fighter. <laughs> he's yeah, already, he could be. He's already. He could be Guile. He could be Sagat. He's already done Doom, which was terrible. He's gonna be. Oh god, that's so. He's gonna be in the Minecraft movie. What? <laughs> <laughs> he made that up, Cody. Yeah, uh, I, I thought you, like you said hey, it. Cody. Like it was a fact. Hey, Cody, I got some beachfront property in Arizona. I'd like to sell you too, buddy. Oh, really? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what's hard to do, like Cody. What? Color me intrigued. Would you see Cody? Would you watch the Minecraft movie with the Rock in it? No. <laughs> well, I say that. I say that, but I, I'm going to end up watching the Super Mario Brothers movie with Chris Pratt oh, in it. So I, I kind of just want to like see the train wreck. I guess <laughs> with that, like that's why I want to watch the. I don't. Yeah, I don't think the Rock is going to be part of uh, that of a Mortal Kombat. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want him being Shao Kahn because The Rock wouldn't die. But it'd be cool like, if you did. I mean, yeah, but he would survive. It would be one of those things. Like you're not, it, it, The Rock has never died in any of his movies. You know, it's the whole thing. Like when they made well, the first the, Rambo movie, if, First if, Blood. Let's let's just say if he did Mortal Kombat, I think I think the theory would be that he'd be Shao Kahn. But um, why I think, couldn't he be Kentaro? Kentaro's bald. <laughs> I don't think that. I think you're right. I don't think you will be in Mortal Kombat. I think it's going to be something completely out of left field, sort of like the Rampage movie a few years ago. It's like, uh, okay, they're going to make a Rampage put, movie. Put, put, put it to you like this like, the first Mortal Kombat movie, and I'm a fan of it. I haven't went back to watch it a lot because it's like, just haven't been in the mood. I do like the movie a lot. It only had a $50 million budget, only brought in $87 million worldwide. And obviously it was the number one streaming thing on HBO Max first weekend overall. I mean, it outdid Justice League and it outdid Godzilla vs. Kong. But it wasn't like they made a bunch of movies because I don't think they gained a bunch of subscribers. That'd just be, well, you know, HBO Max is so desperate for people to buy their subscription service. I mean, they're like third right now behind Netflix and Disney, but... I think that HBO Max is the better like package than Disney Plus. In all honesty, what kind of package are we talking about? I'm talking a nice, uncut, like a nice, juicy, nice, juicy, big balls, Capricola. <laughs> I was actually trying to keep it very subdued, and you just went straight up balls. <laughs> the Gabagoo, the You know what I'm saying? Yeah, got that um, Gabagool in a cannoli. Hey, let, let, let's go ahead and um. Let's do our recommendations for this movie real quick, and then we'll go into Cody's bullshit. So, can uh, there be meh, meh recommendations? Like, <laughs> I recommend this movie if you've watched it as a kid. <laughs> You'll probably enjoy it. Okay, Cody. I uh, I like it, but again, nostalgia does does carry a lot of that for me. So, I think if you weren't just like Owen said, if you weren't a fan of this movie. Around the time it was released, you probably won't like it now. <clears throat> well, like I recommend it as a one watch. I I could see my girlfriend not enjoying this because women don't like movies with toys in them. 
yeah. unless they have certain kind of toys, i.e. Uh, Fifty Shades. Toy Story. Great, That's whatever. a great idea for like a sequel. They put like computer chips into sex toys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Tommy Lee Jones be like, vibrate. Hey, hey. so, <laughs> mount <pretty> up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I would suggest it as a one watch. I, in my weird connective uh, way, want to rewatch this movie knowing that all of the Dirty Dozen cast is the Toy Soldiers, which I really, really enjoy. Which which is a very deep cut, like only Joe Dante would probably do. Because yeah. I don't think it's like, yeah, how about we do that? I mean, that was a that wasn't something like, well, these guys are not working. No, this was a planned thing for the Dirty Dozen guys to do the Toy Soldiers. I thought that was pretty yeah. badass, especially since the movie didn't come out. That movie came out originally. Like uh, to be fair, originally he did want the Predators guys to voice the characters. I don't think so. I didn't read that. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I don't know what to tell. <laughs> you don't believe like you think Arl would have been a part of it? What? No, I think that's like you know, like yeah, I think I got stopped. Well, the Predators like, guys got killed though. Like, yeah, in the movie. Oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. I just read it on like IMDb. So well, the f- the fact is like okay, Predator came out in eighty seven. Yeah. The Dirty Dozen came out in 68, so this is like a 30-year deep cut. It's yeah. pretty impressive. I mean, I think he, like, originally wanted them, but, like, it got quickly, like, you know, like, no, you can't afford that. Like, well, I, mean, I don't think anybody was really doing it. In 1998, you had Arnold, who was probably the most popular Hollywood star at that point. Jesse Ventura was um, governor of Minnesota, but literally everybody else wasn't doing shit, so I don't think it was that, you know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I think the dude... Okay, you know Billy... Yeah. The, uh, the dude cuts his chest in the first Predator. I think he got in trouble because he made a sex tape at some point. So, you know, whatever. But he was also governor of Kentucky. You know, go figure. Uh, Big Blue. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this podcast has gone off the rails. I do recommend this movie at least for one time. And I, I like the really 30-year deep cut with the Dirty Dozen people. So, um, Cody, go ahead. Tell everybody your fucking plan for the next two fucking movies. Fuck it. Oh, well, Fuck it. you're going to be like that. I will. Um, <laughs> if I'm going to be like that, I'm going to change my selection. Please so do. Yeah, our, next two, our next two movies are going to be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre with a space in between the chain and the saw. Uh, <laughs> um, that'll be the next one, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 1973. Yes, the actual, like, godfather of slasher films um oh well, i think that's more of a grindhouse movie eh. they took elements i i don't think it's as subtle as like the halloween movies and like i said halloween wasn't even um a slasher movie that was a suspenseful horror movie no nah, i mean but like, people, people took those ideas and they just they yeah just... but the, the, it yeah i know what you mean but i mean halloween took more inspiration from like psycho psycho Psycho, and shit like so, so. that. You know, Friday the 13th, I don't think was... Uh, it's just the grainier footage of it. I, like I said, I haven't watched it. I've seen scenes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I haven't been super interested. I know it is it's loosely based off Ed Gein and I think a fucked up family that actually lived in Texas. Yeah, my family. Uh, yeah, Owen's family <laughs> in Texas. Um, but, you know, Owen's family... It's little known fact that Owen's family are millionaires based off of barbecue that they made from dead people's flesh. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah isn't, that, isn't that the original premise, though? Like, his family, they sell barbecue. It's actually human flesh. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it. So, I cannot... I don't, you cannot tell a lie? I cannot tell a lie. I, I can't remember <laughs> for sure, but... <clears throat> regardless, that's going to be our next one. Because I wanted to do... I'm, I want to do the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre okay. movie. Which is releasing on February eighteenth, um, and to mild applause. Sorry, and uh, I'm not a huge fan of this franchise. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be mean. <laughs> well, though, regardless, those are the next two movies we're doing. Um, I have high hopes for the new one. We'll see if it actually pans out. And uh, the new one is and Owen is, will have a movie. Yeah, then Owen will have a movie, and then Lance will Lance will have two. Yeah, let me tell you two. what my fucking two movies are because I already planned this out. Which it's Owen, Owen, Rise of Skywalker. Know. Owen will never know. Yeah, why don't I get two movies? We won't find out until we start recording the episode. What movie we're supposed to watch? He goes, Wild Card, bitches! I want two movies. The, we, um, the reason we're doing two is because we swapped our spots for that cycle. I want to. I wanted my two movies to be um, uh, the Matrix one and then the Matrix one again. <laughs> the, Ma- the Matrix One and the Matrix Three. Um, but yeah, I've got uh, the Rise of Skywalker, and then uh, the movie that I'm least excited for, The Batman. The Batman. So uh, yeah, I'm going hey. to buy one movie ticket for that and sneak them in. Who are you? What are you? Where are you going? Who are you? I'm, I, okay, going back to that real quick. I'm going. <laughs> um. Hey, Spider-Man, I think it's going to be quite do funny if this, if this movie is like like just Batman Begins, but with a slightly darker film. Like slightly darker, not like the movie slightly darker, but I mean like they they took the shade down on the, the filming, the camera film. The lighting is just darker. Yeah, the lighting is just darker. I'm like, is this what this is going to be? I don't, like, I, don't think, I don't think it's going to be. I, I don't feel like we're going to get the Batman origin story with this. I think, I feel like it's going to be like Batman... During his first year, but not you're not going to get the whole like parent shot in the alley and Batman going to train and all that sort of stuff. I think it's just going to be six months into Batman being Batman, you know. Okay, well, how about we put a friendly wager down, Cody? If they actually <laughs> reference that at any point in the fucking movie about his parents dying, you owe me a coke. No, they references to. Now, I'm talking about reference like they show a flashback. Scene. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, so if they show a flashback. But they probably will do that, though. Like, I, I know, it's a safe the, bed. It's easy to I think that's the, the fuck bare up on minimum it. that they, they will probably do. I mean, I think that... I really want the soda. I, I think up, I think it'll be more like, Master Wayne, your parents loved you before they were gunned down by that bloke in that alley. And he goes, Master Wayne, I gotta go finish filming Venom, let there be carnage. I'm the director. Hold on. <laughs> I keep forgetting Andy Serkis is, is going to be Alfred in this movie. He doesn't seem like he's old enough. No. You know, he's probably the same age as like Jeffrey Irons. He doesn't seem like Alfred. someone who would be a good Alfred. I mean, Andy Serkis is, is a great actor, performer, but. What if he came in grunting like the Caesar ape he played in that? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Here's your tea. <laughs> he's gonna have hey, he's gonna have more of a Batman voice than Robert Pattinson. <laughs> which I Robert hope, Pattinson I, voice sounds pretty much just like Christian Bale's voice. Which is what you love the most. Oh yeah, you know what? <laughs> hey, it's gonna be really funny because they have that really cinematic sheen, sheen, 
Charlie Sheen. Um, they had that very cinematic Charlie Sheen moment where they show Batman where it looks like he has a tear in his eye. Yeah. And I just want to fucking throw up. I'm like, fucking make him fucking cry and sparkle for fuck's sakes if we're going to go all out for this. And the best part is they're like, I made this joke, and it's probably not a good joke. But they're like, he's like, well, I based Bruce Wayne on Kurt Cobain. I'm like, fucking hell, man. I can't wait to see a Bruce Wayne character ba- uh, crack down on heroin. Oh, so Lord. it's going to be like fucking awesome. And they're like, we just, he, we wanted like his rock star status. I'm like, he looks emo. He, do, he does. That's Damn. when they first showed like the first teaser or whatever, where they actually showed Robert Pattinson. That's the thing I thought. I was like, oh, it's like emo Bruce Wayne. But uh, he's going to be emo Bruce Wayne. It's like, uh. Like, I don't know. I, we'll hey see. There. I don't know what kind of new territory they're going to actually like. I don't think it's going to be new territory. I just think it's going to be a bunch of fanboys that suck this movie off and be like, this movie's going to be fucking great, and it is great, and you guys just don't know, and fuck the Snyderverse, and all that. And I'm like, I kind of would like to see Ben Affleck's The Batman himself. I want to fuck his ass. I mean, I would have too, like too, but the, the fact of the matter is it's not going to happen. Oh, I so, know, but it's not going to happen. But I'm just like, if this is the same shit, like, we're retreading this I, Batman shit. Like, we just did this 10 years ago, with, or well, I don't, almost 20 years ago. I don't think this is going to be a retread. I don't think this is going to be a retread. Because, especially with the way that they're portraying the Riddler. Like, the Riddler is, like, so different than I've ever seen him portrayed in any Batman thing. Like, he's still, of course... Uh, well, there's only, like, one thing you can think of as Jim Carrey. Come on, dude. No, I'm talking about, like, anything Batman. Whether it's the Arkham games, it's the comics, it's the animated series, like, anything. Like, the Riddler has almost been almost like a, um, jestful type of character. And he's never he's, been, like, he, a real threat. He's very cocky, and... But this seems like... They're putting, like, this serial killer spin on him. So it's like... So it's, it's, Batman, almost, it's almost Batman like it's almost like the Jigsaw. Zodiac killer. That's kind of yeah, that's, that's kind of the thing that they look, seem like they're pulling from here. Well, they they actually base that off of like the Zodiac killer. You must have been reading Wikipedia. Oh. Uh, <laughs> God, what's but, the deal with Zodiac killer? Why don't people shut up about the shit I did like fifty years ago? Well, it's because <laughs> they never found out who it was. Uh, don't, don't they, they, don't, didn't they like yeah, think that me. they found out a few months ago? What the fuck are you talking about? Bro? Oh, yeah, yeah, a few months a like, few months ago, there was like this big thing about they thought they finally figured out who the Zodiac killer was. Well, did they? That's uh, read, read, reading the articles. It seems to suggest that yes, they did. But the problem is the guy that they think it was had, had like died like five years before. So there's always going to be that that little bit. It's like it's never going to be. A hundred percent sure, you know. It's, it's, well, kind, it's kind of like our Alcatraz episode. Where it's like, did they escape? I think they did, but they're all dead, so we'll never know. You know how? Right. Um, you know the Golden State Killer, right? They found him. He like, was a basketball player, right? No, nah, he was like this guy who like <laughs> he was uh, he was murdering people with a basketball. <laughs> But he was also playing in the Golden State Warriors. Yes, <laughs> they didn't know. Episode of Law, Law and Order starts up. Dung dung. Uh, the, the, the perp came in and dribbled the basketball on his head 35 times before escaping out of the window. He did a slam dunk into that trash can down there in the alley. <laughs> Scar on my dick. Damn, okay. Where you, where you're looking up the article right now. Uh, for, oh, yeah. It was supposed to be Gary Francis Post. 
But there's some uh, contrary evidence to it where people are like, it's circumstantial. And then some guy who like writes about the Zodiac Killer calls it bullshit because he says that nobody has ever said that the Zodiac Killer has had scars on his forehead. And apparently that guy has scars on his forehead or some shit. But know. that's the thing. That's one of the things that like apparently they took an old sketch from the Tom and yeah. the sketch had scars on the sketch. I think the guy who writes... It like wrinkles, though. The, the guy who writes for, about the Zodiac Killer probably doesn't want to... He'll never admit that the Zodiac Killer's been found out for sure, because then who the, why the fuck would anyone read what he writes? You know what I mean? Well, we know. We don't, have, we don't have to read that 17th book you put well, out about the Zodiac well, here, Killer. I, well, here's the thing, though. What if he... I mean, here's the thing. I understand, like, we can sit there and think, like... Oh, he's just doing it for the money and shit like that. But what if he actually is, like, really obsessed with that? I understand there's always an undercurrent of, like, when someone comes out with something, it's like, okay, they're just doing it for the fucking book and publicity. Which I think is a lot really true for the most part. But it could be. Like, I don't know, man. They weren't able to figure it out. Like, what makes them think that after 50 years they're going to figure it out? Like, for real. There's no way they can, like, nail it down. No, yeah. I mean, they kept it, that case open for 50 years for a fucking reason. You know? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I would like to think... I don't know. I remember Cody and I watching some YouTube video at, like, fucking 9 o'clock in the fucking morning because we, were, we weren't ready to Oh, you're talking about the um that hotel out in L.A. where the girl was, like, in the elevator and stuff. Yeah, but we were watching a succession of videos, and we both yeah. got, like, fucking creeped. I was like, hey, let's go get breakfast real quick because your house is creepy. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, yeah, let's let. I don't want to think about those videos because they are creeping me out just thinking about them. <laughs> that chick, it's a little uh, Asian chick was found in a. Oh, uh, you mean Lisa Lamb? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a big thing. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, dude. It's like the you know the fact that they found her in that, and people have been drinking the water. It's like this water kind of funky. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. They, just, I don't know if there was some redneck going, hey guys, I ain't gonna lie to you. This sounds like when my donkey got drowned in the water well and we were drinking it and it tastes really nasty. This tastes like shit. This tastes like a dead girl. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna tell you why I can tell, but uh, me and my cousin may have went to a cemetery one time, yeehaw. And, uh, yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went down to that cemetery. You hear me, yeehaw? <laughs> well, you know, some people talk like that. I know. You know, like people in your county that you live in. You live. Um, you literally live in the next county. <laughs> like I know, but like, <laughs> look, I took Owen, who was from like bumfuck Egypt, and he even thought Springfield was pretty fucked up. So, aren't you from Jacksonville? <laughs> you know, but no, but Jacksonville has limp biscuit though. What does Springfield have? Limp triscuit. <laughs> All right, I guess this is a good time to quit the episode. Um, everybody, we're quitting the episode. Please don't quit us. And we appreciate you listening if you made it this far. I don't know how much is, this is going to make air. Please don't because, hit it yeah. and quit it. Don't hit it and if quit you're hit, If you're going to hit it, hit it, please also hit that subscribe oh. button. Everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Filmoscopy. I'll say goodbye. Owen, do you want to say goodbye? Yeah. It's okay. No, don't worry about it. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, thanks for watching Filmoscopy. And remember, anything else is just a toy. Gorgon.